Bet with the Island Luck Sportsbook and you can win a trip to the NBA Finals. Every wager of 10 bucks or more enters you into the raffle for an opportunity to win the grand prize. And that includes round-trip tickets to the NBA Finals host city, a three-night stay, tickets to the game, and $2,000 cash. Promotion available through May 31st. Welcome to the Casuals Basketball Podcast. We talk basketball so you don't have to. I didn't even really want to do a complete intro and do any of the platitudes because I am still in a state of confusion. Like, I'm on 10. I've been fighting and arguing with people all day about DeAndre Ayton's legacy and his future and whose fault all of that bullshit was. And I just want to say before Kari even chimes in, right? What I loathe, but what I also respect about right-wing Republicans is that they do not give a shit about objectivity and about truth. They will find a lie and they will be like Slim Charles and make a fight on that lie. Why is it so difficult for us to just be like, but we on eight inside and then just let the confirmation bias take you where it is. Like, cause that's where I am. Like, that's what I am going to do. All the people that was heaping so much of the blame on him and saying he's not this and he's not that. Well, you know what he is? A big that is going to get paid a whole lot of money from someone with a lot of cap space. Sorry to start here with a rat. Car, you could go and jump in whenever you want to. I'm a hurt sunspot. Side sunspot. I don't understand why you even having these kind of conversations with these people. That's, it's that's, tough. that's my thing. I, I don't have those kind of conversations. So I, I don't know about like uh, that part of life. I was just like, it's more of a failing of the Suns' actual team. It's more of a failing of Chris Paul being air quotes injured. It's more of a failing of the coaching staff and Monty Williams. To say that it's like necessarily like eight, not any specific player, like why not Bridges? Why not Booker? Like it's literally everyone, the entire team kind of shit the bed and it happens and you move on. And I like, I, I understand if you could get to like a bunch of Bahamian group chats and like what could happen. Cause I see like what yes. was happen- yes. happening during the contract negotiations. And we was like, all right, that's, that's, fucking weird that they didn't just pay that man and that they could let him play the whole season this way and honestly that's basketball god shit you do not do that the basketball gods are like very very cruel when it comes to stuff like that and watch bobby potters get a nice payday because of like him being like yo we defending this chip and watch the suns somehow mess this up watch robert saba probably have the story break again that happened before the season, and then they're in a whole other whirlwind controversy, and then watch they have a 40-year-old point guard while Aiton playing somewhere with cap space, or like while Aiton in Atlanta with Trey Young. But something might happen, right? Who, who knows? Uh-oh, I think the window is closed, and I think they absolutely botched this shit. And it is bad karma, because here's the thing with the contract negotiations, right? Everyone around Aiton in his draft class, people that had not achieved the things that he achieved, were getting, if not maxed out, near to being maxed out. He saw his own draft class teammate who came in with him, Mikhail Bridges, get that contract. Anyway, but I wanted the contract thing to be secondary. Just one more thing on, on last night's game, because I saw it very early on where he had one touch 
in the first quarter. And I was complaining about it in the group the whole time because Luka came out firing on all cylinders. Spencer Digby came in, and there was no drop-off from him and Luka. As crazy as that sounds, that's the truth. And it was obvious that nothing on the perimeter for the Suns was working, whether it's Dallas defense or whether it was just off. But Jay Crowder came out, and he took four of the first five shots. How is that happening when you have DeAndre Ayton going up against Dwight Powell or Kleber when he's in the game? And listening to Evan Turner and Andre Iguodala on Point Forward Podcast, kind of, and even on Basketball Illuminati with Amin and Tom Habershow, opened up my eyes to how cynical this whole process is and what can happen to a guy in a contract year if that team isn't willing to max him out. So how do you neutralize someone like Aiton and not have his value at peak level? You don't have him as a focal point in your offense. You have him as third, sometimes fourth option. So you downplay his role even more. You call less plays for him. You put him in just the glorified dunker spot. That way, he's not putting up 25 shots a game. He's not increasing his value on the market. And I think that's a that was a big part of the Suns game plan this year lower his value because we're not paying him all of that money i and this will be my pushback on this is this is how they was running the offense even prior to this like they was running it through booker and chris paul and if anything the emphasis probably was like all right like let's get mccall some more touches and i i don't think that there's necessarily some kind of conspiracy about Aiden in terms of i do in terms of like getting those touches that i know you against this objective shit it could be like they are just using him wrong. And they could them using him wrong is not anything nefarious. It could just be how Monty Williams chooses to run it. But like that's okay because the time could be over. Cause hey, as we've seen what happened with Matt Stafford, sometimes, you know, shit shakes out. And like the Warriors will need a center at some point next year. And will they trade for Rudy Gobert? Uh don't train Kaminga. Will or will they like try to get eaten away from um from the Suns and say like, yo, we can give you some cap relief. Is that, and, and how about you take Wiggins and now you have perimeter defenders and we could go to war with Kaminga and Peyton and you take uh, Wiggins and Wiseman and try to rebuild your team uh, post Kylie Jenner. Like maybe that's how they divide. And like, I, I honestly don't think that that is like ulterior motives, but I understand why Aiton would be frustrated. But like also to Aiton, you, maybe they lied to him in some of the meetings they had in the off season. But you know how they was before this. You know how it yeah. was last year when he wasn't getting touches off. He'd have an amazing first half or first three quarters, and then the touches would be gone. And like that's that's just how this team is. So maybe you gotta go to a team where you like either are the man or like where there's like a point guard, not equivalent to Chris Paul, but like a point guard who's looking for a big man running down the court who's gonna rim run. But then they can actually call plays for you. So you could rim run. And then they call players for you on top of that. So there's not another, like, secondary person um, who is going to take shots. Because, yeah, you're right. They're a perimeter-based team. And then they had CP3 and and Devin. And then all of a sudden, all these three-pointers got to go up. That means Cam shoot more. That means Bridges shooting more. And people looking for their shots. It ain't just eight and one new contract. It's, like, I sure pain when stick around. Like, LeBron already signed him last year. Like, there's, I sure Cam wanted extensions. Cam want 90 million. Like, that's, and everyone, it's, it's funny, like, Pat Riley and his disease them all thing. How you have a disease them all and you ain't even win yet? 
<laughs> like that close to it. Yeah. Disease are more close close to it. Disease are close. Like, for, yeah. Remember remember before the season we were talking about what we expected out of teams this year, and I said I actually didn't expect the Suns to be as good as they were the year before because I didn't think that would happen unless Chris Paul took a step back and DeAndre Ayton was pushed more yeah, to the forefront yeah. because LeBron has completely spoiled people and what 37-year-old basketball players look like. The drop-off is kind of like this. After the 14-14 Acevedo game, Chris Paul turned 37 and that was it. Like, everything everything so, was done. But you saw, the decline had to happen. He's a six foot, 175 175-something point guard. It had to be a, a fundamental shift in the way that offense was run. To preserve Devin Booker, you had to have greater balance playing inside out. That didn't happen at all. So I, I, I thought they would lean closer towards. Look, look, look at the guys that's competing for MVP right now. It's all bigs. It's Jokic. It's Giannis. It's Embiid. We need to have somebody to compete against yeah. that. They, they ran it back with the same thing, the same team, same philosophy. Ain't changed nothing, and. Nobody got hurt this time, so this is what happened. Because this is the fool's goal about being close. You can be close in that particular year, but that does not mean that you are like um, you are exempt from nope. from changing your offense or changing your defense or your philosophy. And that caught up even with the Bucks, because the Bucks could have Riley said that the Bucks could have never won the series if they had changed what they were doing, but they didn't do it and like they were close and they were they almost did it running the exact same plays that's how fucking good Giannis is <laughs> but you but you but you but you know Budden holds it up. Yeah. like the book on him for, for years has been but ain't changing nothing like everybody knows they give yeah. up threes so Grant Williams is like if I gotta take 20 of these for this to work eventually it'll yeah, take him like four or five years to change and like that's what it like it take the Bucks losing a lot and will they change next year probably not they are like yeah. I, I don't know. They'll be like, I, but but might be against the Celtics next year and be like, bet your ground will do someone do it again. He ain't gonna do it two years. <laughs> I bet he, and I bet he shoots better. I bet, bet it don't won't. take him twenty three to blow him out. That's been Bud's whole strategy strategy the entire time. Anyway, all I know about this Aiton thing is, look, I am okay saying I am not a Suns fan. I'm an Aiton fan and. Yeah. There's a whole lot of teams out there that got cap space. I don't right? even know where that is. I'll be honest with you. Both of them are here. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily want them to go to Orlando. I know the Pacers got a whole lot of cap space, but I don't know if they want two bigs because they just traded Sabonis out of there for Miles Turner to be the guy. I know the Pistons got a whole lot of cap space and they got a young group. Damian Lillard is already openly flirting with, with Aiden on Twitter. Paul is no homo. But somebody made a tweet saying that Aiden needs to go to Portland and win with Dame Lillard, and Lillard liked it. And you know how people get when they see that kind of thing on, on the socials. So, hey, the option is going to be out there. And I, you know you know how coaches and GMs go. They are thinking, well, Phoenix ain't come close to maximizing his potential. If he averaging 17 and 10 over four years with them, you know what he'll do with me? And I'm sorry, I made a, a facial expression. This is a, a, audio, a audio medium, but like, of course, other people are watching this, being like, I actually don't know what they do. <laughs> like, you cannot win without one of these people who could like switch on perimeter uh, players and stay in front of them. Not even stay in front of them the entire time. Stay in front of them for a bit. 
And I saw people saying like, oh, like when Luca uh, switched on eight, he was cooking him. Luca cooks everyone. That's not the point. Literally every person in the NBA. Luca, Luke, in closeout games, Luca has averaged 39 points per game. His playoff average for three years is like 33, yeah, I but think, like, 33 or 35 so why, points per Again, game. that doesn't hold any weight. It's like Luca was doing this to Kawhi and PG, like the best perimeter defenders <laughs> that we have in our generation. And they was... They were switching on yeah. him, so he was doing it to both. He was, he was like, "Okay, come then," and then still scoring. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like Mikael Bridges was supposed, everyone was in Phoenix was upset when he didn't win Depoy. He was a finalist for Depoy. Wasn't he supposed to at least slow him down a little bit? So this is gonna be, this is a perfect transition to my um, the topic I wanted to to speak on before we get into the actual finals games. And it's about like NBA players on social media and engaging. Yeah. Because Draymond Green had said there are 82 game players and there are 16 game players. And there is a difference between them. Drew Holiday and Draymond, for instance. And Drew Holiday is like a good, he's a fucking, he makes all star games. But he might not be as good in the regular season, but he kicks it up a notch in the playoffs. Same thing with Draymond, like better in the playoffs. And there are certain teams, certain players. That you just see it, and you know what? Um, you know what Phoenix reminded me of, and I, I, I'm mad at myself for not saying this, and, and I'm mad at myself for like being on the tenth year seeing this, so uh, Twitter and social media, and not even liking or resharing some of the like Sun stuff that I think we should have done, um, because I had my suspicions about the Suns, and you know what my suspicion was? Oh, they max out. You know those teams like how the Bulls would like yeah. max out. And never get to play. They never could ascend to another level, right? Like when the playoffs came, because they were they were playing the same way all regular season, and that's what you saw. So like the Suns was giving it a hundred percent all the time, but the teams that don't or like don't go full bore in the regular season when the playoffs come, they have another level to go to. That's why, for instance, Dallas again, and Dallas and back to the Bucks. You know what the Bucks adjustment is? Oh, let's just play Giannis forty minutes. Like instead of playing yes, thirty minutes, that was it. Let's do, never rest. Never it. rest, and like that's but that's an adjustment, and that's changes that makes. But like the Phoenix Suns was running the same thing; they were not living by the edict of like, yo, you trust five players, uh, you have seven players in rotation, and you maybe play eight in the playoffs. But like this, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff Van Gundy tried to do that quote, by the yeah. way, watching the game last night. And he just said, trust five, something, something, seven, something, something, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, was ter- <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Go on. When I heard you say that, it, it just reminded me. Yeah, of but like, I, I, I just think that the entire idea about like the, the playoff players and like the regular season players, the second round this is a great second round. The second round and, and then this conference finals is where you really, really say it. Because, and players grow. Like, you can grow into, like, a playoff player. Like, Bossman99, for instance, my boy, Jay Crowder. He will always be the same no matter what. But he is a playoff performer as well. And, like, that's just, he knows his skill set and how hard he can play all the time. And those are, like, I know we're getting away from the casual roots. I apologize. But, like, that's the kind of shit, like, like you like to watch and absorb. But I could flip this back to the casuals real quick. Because, like, Draymond is active on social media, even while playing during the game. Same thing with Ja Morant. Like, Ja Morant would have, like, ridiculous tweets, and he would have to delete some of his tweets. Anthony Edwards was online last night throwing shade at the Suns. Because the Suns was talking. You know what it was? The Suns was talking like the Bucks, But the Bucks wasn't talking like the champs. 
The Bucks was just like, yo, let's take care of business. And that made people horny for their demise. And when they saw the demise, people kept talking. Pat Bev kept talking. Pat Bev caused Dame Lillard to start talking about, yo, why are you talking like this? And that's the greatness of the NBA and the greatness of casuals. They'd be like, you didn't even have to watch the games. You just like sit back and wait for the slander and wait for people to talk. And KD even today was online talking basketball, but like in his respectful, like Supreme Court of basketball kind of way, you know, about leadership. And I had a moment today, it's like, Doug, this NBA shit, this is amazing. And like, like Luca might, might do it and get to the finals and take out the Warriors. It's like, this is just great. Everything about this is great. I think people always tend to forget that, yo, all of these dudes are fans first. Yeah. Like, yes, this is their job, but they are legitimately fans of basketball. That's how they ended up playing the shit in the first place. Like, they have been fans just as long as you've been a fan. That's that's how it works. Like, they're still going to be interested even though they're not in it. So, it always is wild to me that people are surprised that they're on there sharing their opinions or want to be a part of the conversation but like bringing it to pat bev and everybody that's on social media and doing this kind of stuff i think you could also see that there's a clear through line with that and guys being savvy enough knowing that if i garner enough attention then it can drive me into this next space and particularly that post playing space where i can still be a part of the game without being a part of the game anymore. Like, I can have a second career just being the guy that's not afraid to say the thing. And, like, the last couple of days, I've been calling all of them, like, the kids of Charles Barkley because they grew up on inside the, the NBA, watching Charles be the guy, watching Shaq come along to not being afraid to openly say whatever. And then you see Draymond follow up behind that doing that same thing. And he was actively – he's still actively doing it as he's playing, like, Draymond got ejected and went straight to the hotel to do his part. And everybody everybody has their own voice now because you don't have to rely on the traditional media outlets anymore. So guys are saying, if I am out there doing this thing to draw people in, if I say the thing that gets the most attention, well, Skip Bayless got a $70 million four-year contract just talking shit about LeBron. If I talk shit and I say the thing that shared retweet it and i can get the most clout or attention i'm good after this nba stuff oh, is done I'll, I'll i think people this, are racing to those i'll say i forget who the football player was who tweeted at tom brady and was just like yo way to join the exclusive clubs of players who get paid more and there's like post playing career than the actual playing career but i, I just want to draw this analogy right like kids who grew up in the era after smartphones they know how to take pictures they just they they are natural at it they know how to pose whereas like if you didn't grow up with that shit you might be kind of awkward you have to like learn the behavior right and this is my pushback on your charles barkley thing is that sometimes a lot of times they are not trying to do that they just talk like dream one might be doing that right but like this is even my pat bev thing pat bev just talking and people are maybe paying attention to him and pat and pat bev's histrionics have been pat bev told steph curry the next five years of mine now, you think this man has a plan? <laughs> he does Sorry. not wait wait wait. You, Hold on, wait, wait. Let me let me let me go. Okay, go. He does not go. have a plan. He is just talking and people are paying attention. And he have smoke for Chris Paul. He he legitimately just pushed Chris Paul last year. Like you you thought that, oh, okay, like he could watch Chris Paul 
choke out like this with the number one team and not say nothing. And I and I also want to connect it to like Ja Moran and Anthony Edwards. They are just talking. Ja Moran threatened a fan with hollows. And then I love delete the tweet. You think he's he's not setting up a post media career? Anthony Edwards, who is like a media darling, right? Is not setting up any kind of post career. He just being him. He running a, a Twitter. It's because that's what people do. That's what people that age kind of do. People are online. They do that shit. And I, I think it would be like we would see it at a, a like a more extreme level. Think about the athletes who have tried to get into this space. I could see you saying that, but like someone like Kendrick Perkins. Like as a children of Charles Barkley, right? But like I, but I don't, think it's because of Perkins. Yeah, but I don't see that same thing with like Pat Bear, for instance. Like even Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, their examples are, and their takes don't even be wild. They just want to create content because they're like I think like there's a difference between like the Danny Green podcast and like the, um, for instance, the Andre Iguodala type of podcast. I just think that there's a, a different like avenue between that and someone actively trying to get in the media. Sometimes the media might see someone talking and be like, this motherfucker would be good at this shit. They're like, man, you should do this. And, and I yes, think that I with th- Pat Bev, that's what happened is like, okay, we need these takes. I think that's what they did. I, I, think, I think you're underselling him and you are not giving him enough credit for seeing this thing. Pat Bev knows how limited time is. And you mentioned Kendrick Perkins. I think the fact that Kendrick Perkins is one of the main guys on ESPN has a lot of guys thinking, I am way better at this than him. You can't tell me they don't think yeah, no, about, but, but, about no, but what I'm Not saying. even just playing. And John Moran and Anthony Edwards may not be doing it because they're at the beginning of their careers. John, John Moran is just getting towards the MVP space. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is clearly on his way. Pat Bev is on his way out. Yeah, but Pat Bev, what I'm saying is Pat Bev has always been this. Pat Bev has always been this. That's why I... And that's why... Yes, and that's why I'm saying if you've always been that and you see other people parlaying that into something lucrative, you will say, if this is how I naturally am, imagine when these people see me do this Yeah, but like when you say children of Charles Barkley, it's almost like you're saying that Pat Bev kind of turned into this person. The only thing that changed is that ESPN and the shows asked him to come on. And I think that's the only no, thing ju- that changed. I, I, I don't think I, that he changed. I, Pat Bev always thought this. And like you made a, a comment early in the day that Paul George is like, why are you saying my name? <laughs> Paul George probably gets so many calls from Pat Bev wanting to talk about shit yeah. like that. Kawhi probably gets those same calls and just doesn't answer. <laughs> but like, that's why I, I don't think, I think like what'll come out is you'll hear another player be like, dog, that's just him. Like it, no, the, the Barkley thing just in the sense that he is the person that made it okay to just openly say this kind yeah. of thing. Whereas you probably had to give typical NFL quarterback speak or be hushed in the shadows saying it. Barkley is kind of the poster child for I can say whatever I want out here and people are going to like yeah. it. Like that Marshawn Lynch kind of authenticity. Mm. You invite Pat Bev on there because you know he's going to say the thing. You invite him because he's seen as someone that's genuinely authentic and, and gritty. That's what they want. I actually don't yeah, find Kevin Perkins entertaining at all. No, I I don't know why people like it, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. And that's if, if we say in this, right, imagine how many NBA players you think are saying this. This dude's personality ain't even good. His takes ain't even good. He does not want smoke. He's not good at it. Imagine how good I am at it. And I just feel like, I just feel like Pat Beverly is saying I could outdo these dudes doing that because 
when he went on there, he could have tempered like Chris Paul. <laughs> he, he 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 is he is intelligent enough, and he has been in enough rooms to know where he could temper it down in certain spaces. You can't tell me Pat Bev ain't smart enough. He wasn't tempering it down last night. Now, like I said, this man told Steph Curry the next five years of mine and then reiterated a quote. He ain't even, Did you he see? Nah, wait, 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 hold on. Remember, remember the video. Of you think Pat... he in the league? You think he in the league for five more years? You no, think, no, no. You think yeah, he in the but league for five on, more years? Now. Remember when Pat Bev and Lou Williams walked by LeBron, Anthony Davis, yes. and Kuzma and like bumped them like yes. they was gang members? You think that's yes. <laughs> He does not care he does not care he does, he don't care what Mark Barnes said and he care about money and this is a, he care about yeah, money this is another thing I, I want to touch on when, when sense like people bring up Pat Bev resume and how good he is all that when sense is, is that like a marker and speaking of on person on the casual podcast of when you could talk about basketball no 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 not 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 when you can talk but you do know that it's a basketball thing um among hoopers they do throw around dude his resume like you you got to be careful with how greasy you talking because you ain't that guy yeah. basketball players do do that yeah, they do do that's, that that's they a do, real they thing that after perkins all the time and they have the video of him that's what i'm saying dribbling. even kd shot back at him like yo if only our center was an average in two points and three rebounds yeah, yeah but th- again that doesn't mean like you can't talk or have criticism of what happens like i i didn't drink the this whole Chris Paul thing is weird because it's like the entire Suns team has happened to. This ain't just happened to Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul could have a bad yeah. game, but then like why Devin Booker and Bridges and Cam and Aiton didn't just say like, all right, let's run all this shit through us now because we ain't trying to go. Well, because well, Aiton wasn't on the court and they play him 17 minutes. That's why. Monty, that's your boy. In an elimination game and then can talk with it's internal. And the news source that he quit was Lil fucking Wayne. Probably didn't even know where he was at the time. Lil Wayne, that's called Luca Ho and then changed his trajectory. Dumbass. And this, right, so now this, we, we this is y'all going finals. I mean, the, the semifinals and the conference finals. Let's just do it. We we, we we at it right now. Let's talk about Dallas some more. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. Let's take a quick break and then shift back to the conference finals. We're going to talk lines. We're going to talk prop bets. All stuff you can find on the Island Luck Sportsbook. Island Luck Sportsbook is back, and game day just got a major upgrade. We're talking live in-game betting on more than 20 sports, wagers right up to the end of your favorite game, and thousands of ways to bet. How can you lose? All you've got to do is log on to your Island Luck account, select the Sportsbook tab, and start wagering today. Enjoy more sports, more futures, more fun with Island Luck Sportsbook and the best sports talk with 10thyearseniors.com. Betting in sports never looks so good. All right, let's get right into the conference finals now. And we want to start with the East. And I would just like to officially say 2012 is a great time. And it's so happy to be back. It is great to be back within Heat culture. I feel like I, along with Dwayne Wade, Pat Riley left the keys under the mat for me. And now I'm back because I can't stand to see these Boston people happy. So word to Adrian Brody. let's Let's go back to that time. Um, conference finals. Fuck Boston. Heat, Celtics, Mavericks on the other side. Drake was coming out with Take Care. It was it was like a time. Yeah, it was a time. It's 2011 actually. <laughs> it was it was a time. This is Miami. Is no, I I just, 
I just count 2012 because uh, that's when they won. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yes. Because that, 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 yeah. that, was, that was the peak. That, that was the peak. That was the peak. Um, man, great yeah. times. Uh, the Celtics. I hate that the Celtics are likable. Because, like, when they had... When they no. had... Um, KG and Paul Pierce and Rondo and Perkins and Rivers as a coach, they were really an unlikable team. I didn't like any of their shit. They was annoying to yeah. me. They was walking around like they had a dynasty and hadn't done that. Yeah, they won a chip. They still do. They still do, like, by the way. Yo, they still and then do. they beat Kobe, which was like, again, made me upset at them. <laughs> I still remember in the driveway where I was staying talking to Jason Bastian on the phone. Like a major life event had happened after Kobe losing these niggas. I did not like the Celtics, man. And, but this Celtics team plays just as hard, but they're likable. And, like, all their unlikability is within their fan base and Marcus Smart. And even Marcus Smart make me like him. Like, I, like... I, I've been a Marcus Smart fan since college. Like, I like Marcus Smart. And that's the worst part about it. I like just about every player yeah. on this team. Pritchard could go. I like everyone yeah. on this team. Like, yeah. I like Smart. Hawford, I, I, I like Jalen Brown. Brown. I like Jason like, Tatum. Is... Al Horford is great. Rock. Robert Williams, I'm in the Robert Williams phase of my hair. They like I, I like this team a lot. Quit. And like they start the season slow and it's like, I right, fuck that. And then just kept going. Like, what is there not to like about this? I like team? the fact it's that so Ima- good. I like the fact that I like the fact that Ima yeah. Udoka is the coach that they were ready to blow it up because Brad Stevens couldn't figure it out. And Ima Udoka was man enough to tell Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, y'all motherfuckers gotta pass the ball. Like it was that simple. That's the adjustment that he made. And y'all gotta about, pass the ball. How about Brad Stevens that was being it. like, I recognize this. Let me go to the front office. Like and let me go to the front office and let me hire yeah, this they- guy. This guy is the best choice. Cause I ain't getting this done. That's insane, you know. This is an insane thing. And who does that? This is why I this is why I don't like it because I feel like this fan base doesn't deserve this black no, ass. I mean like great ass, everyone, ass everyone team. has made good decisions. Like Danny Ainge left great decision. Brad Stevenson's move up and then Brad Stevenson mm-hmm. says, Let's hire Udoka, great decision. And Udoka was like he was hard on the team at first and then that all kind of like petered away because yeah. he's like, What if we just listen to this fan? And then it worked. And this is insane. Yeah. They are so likable. They are so good. Jason Tatum is so transcendent. But still, despite all that, fuck Boston. Fuck Boston, dog. Anyway, let's let's go to the line. So game one, Tuesday night, heat favored by one and a half. Tobias Harris over me. Minus one ten. <laughs> minus one ten on either side. Money line, heat minus one twenty one. Celtics plus one oh two. Over under on this game is 203 points and a half, so they think it's going to be low scoring. Uh, minus 108 on the Heat side. Celtics, you can get that at minus 113. What do you think about this line? Um, Vegas expects it to be a close game, obviously. Heat favored by a point and a half, and I figure that's just them being at home. Being favored by or a being point more and a half at home while they're fresh is honestly them saying you're the underdog in Boston. It's the better team. That's what Vegas is saying. Um, yeah. And the second thing is, it's like Marcus Smart. I think Woj had like um, tweeted something earlier about Marcus Smart needing the MRI. Boston just went through a seven-game battle, and Miami is playing at yeah. home, and Tyler Hero plays well against them. And I don't know if Robert Williams is playing. Um, 
I think this is probably like an under with two really good defensive teams playing, one fresher than the next one. Um, I think so. And for the Celtics, the concern would be, all right, if we go down one, if we don't steal this game here, we have to win four of the next five games or game seven is in Miami. Like, you have to already have that kind of, like, mindset. And I think Boston might be like this going into this game. This is why I think this could, even if the shots don't fall, this is going to be, like, a real defensive struggle. And I am curious to see what Bam is going to do. Not going to lie. Like, that is... I was yeah. just going to get to him. Because my matchups are so important, not just from game to game, from series to series. Because... to redeem them. Shut your mouth. Because... Shut your mouth. Because where the Celtics didn't need Robert Williams in that first series, but I feel like they're going to need him now. I feel like Al Horford against Bam is not a great matchup for well, Al Horford. No, Al Horford I feel like Bam is going to have a... I, 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 this is why I wouldn't say that. I'm just as God and Giannis. Yeah, yeah. No. Was he, though? Yeah, but Giannis is the best like, player we look in the world. At, we... <laughs> We look, we look at we look at the Al Horford we look at the Al Horford game and it's not just it's not just about the Heat runs their offense through Bam also it's not just about yeah. what he puts up in terms of points and rebounds which which he will have to do I feel like Bam is going to be much more aggressive against Al Horford than he was against Joel Embiid because yeah we did see him shrink a bit against Embiid not on the defensive end but offensively we did see him shrink a bit I feel like there's a different level of confidence when you go in against Al Horford. And after the Horford game, he kind of remembered how old he was oh, yeah, too, because low. he put up like he's five low. points the next game. <laughs> yeah, so that's why that's why I'm saying I feel like Robert Williams is going to be a bigger factor into this, and the Heat play defense much differently yeah. than the Celtics do. Like all those open threes that they were getting, the Heat are not. The Heat ain't no. going to allow that to happen. So I feel like you need you need someone playing with Bam's motor, and that's why I feel like Robert Williams is going to be. Uh, more important if he's healthy and gets to play. Now, you mentioned uh, Smart being unhealthy. I was thinking about whether Kyle Lowry is going to be able to make it back because in t- this is like the annoying point guard Let me tell you something. Yeah. Because that, I need this, to this see Marcus Smart versus Kyle Lowry for seven games. I need that. Plan, but the Heat will not put Kyle Lowry back on that court unless he is like healthy. Like beyond what he was when yeah. he played Philly. That cost him like two games. They ain't doing that shit no more. They learn that they like Spolster. What's the adjustment? Nope. Uh, well, that guy was hurt, so he's playing four and five. So you put in a healthy guy, and he's playing five and five, and then we want coaching. <laughs> play, play Tyler Hero. Yeah. Play Tyler Hero more. Like, but that's, boy, let that's, me that's, tell that's you it. what will like, happen when Tyler Hero plays. You see, what's happening to Grayson Allen? They will hunt and target yeah, and that. switch him to pieces. Tyler Hero. His, his cardio hey, you good. You know what? Because, like, he got to have to run up and down so much. Every switch, they could be like, hey, come here. Come here. Pick. Cool. You know what Grayson Allen couldn't do? Make them play on the other side. And you got to guard Tyler Hero. You got to guard Tyler Hero every possession. The thing about the thing about the Bucks is Giannis had to create the shots for everybody. The only other person who could create their own shot was Drew. And that's what happens when Chris Middleton yeah, ain't there. Okay. Everyone else is a catch-and-shoot kind of guy. I just want to stop Tyler here, getting it. all the casuals listening to this, especially considering how you open this yeah, podcast. As I talk about the Heat, I almost don't care about the actual basketball facts. Do I think Boston's better? Yes. I just pull up for the Heat. 
I, I yeah. don't care. I just want to eat the yeah. win. Every I like yeah. the heat better. I don't like Boston. It, it was like a moment when I was like getting to the nitty gritty. Feel like, yeah, but like maybe what if they play Duncan Robinson? Oh, it's like, yeah, but I don't. I just I fuck Boston. I just want I just want the games to start. No, <laughs> we start we start we started yeah. this by saying fuck yeah, Boston. Yeah. That's okay. All of the shit we're doing right now is using yeah. our confirmation bias yeah. to find the facts that support our evidence and our yeah. path to the okay, heat winning. That's all this is. I'm okay with good. I'm okay with that because like so so, so yeah like, I played Duncan Robinson who, who was guarding uh, Tatum when Tatum was dropping forty on him everybody what? and you know what you know what's funny about this defensive player of the year <laughs> like how come Giannis no oh, no no West Mar- Giannis West Mar- like yo use defense like would like use defensive player of the year why you want guard him straight up like no no this, this is what I mean it's like. When, how come he's pick and choose when that kind of shit happened? Be like, how many times have you heard? Who would that happen to last year? I was like, you depoy, you go out there, and you got the best player. You go take him. And I said that to say this. Jimmy Butler has been great offensively this playoffs. The Heat made Jimmy Butler to be great defensively on Tatum. You know he taking that assignment. Like there's there's no way anybody else is doing that. He's taking that assignment. Like that's that's what Jimmy Butler is. He God they get you know how Jimmy so Butler lucky to get. Wait, him. you know how Jimmy Butler so Jimmy lucky Butler's to like, get him. You mean how tall Tatum is? Six ten? Six nine, six ten? In that range? Yeah. Jimmy so, Butler's yeah, like, wait, so this yeah. ain't Giannis and this ain't LeBron and Anthony Davis? Come, come. Come. Lock up. I just, Jimmy Butler turned into one of my favorites because I am just, it's so refreshing to see an NBA player just fueled yeah. completely by spider and coffee. Like him, him after eliminating Philly, going to the locker room saying Tobias Harris over me is great because this man already took the heat to the finals. That Sixers thing was three years care. ago. Don't even care. That's three years, that's three years ago when Kawhi also, hit the like, shot. Else and he's still saying winning the finals, but just getting back to the finals for the Heat, that'd be fucking tremendous. Like the Heat are like the kings of the Eastern yeah. Conference. <laughs> this happens. Who gets there as much yeah. as them? Cleveland also like you know they benefited from Le- LeBron James, but the Heat have shown they can do this regardless of era. That is some Laker kind of Celtic shit to be like, oh, whoever come here, we can get this done. They deserve to be up there in the pantheon of great franchises. And people in the basketball world know because you'll always hear them say, yeah, the Heat are one of the best run organizations in the NBA. Like basketball insiders say that all the time. I don't think casual fans think that, but the proof is there, dog. Like if like you're right, if they get by here again, that's a championship pre-LeBron, Wade and Shaq. That's with the big three. And that's getting back to the finals. This would be the second time in the post-LeBron era. And nobody succeeds in no, post-LeBron no. era. That just doesn't no. happen with teams. They have no. been the only ones to be able to do it. So for them to get back, that, that would be amazing. But it's fuck Boston, yeah. though. All right. Let's, uh, I want to I give you a couple props, and you tell me what you like on these. Like, um, You were talking about BAM, Kentucky Centers. BAM to get a double-double in game one. You could get that at plus 150. Yeah, I think that's great value. It's gonna happen. That's how the Heat are going to attack them. You want to establish Bam right away, and then the 
the Heat are also gonna going to want to establish to be like, yo, we ain't the Bucks. But this is gonna like you just come out of that. But this is yes. going to be even tougher. <laughs> that we are gonna defend you on the perimeter, and every time you hit those threes, those offensive rebounds they ain't gonna come. Uh, Tatum, he, I think he started game seven hitting like his first five threes, first four or five threes or something like that. Over under Tatum, three and a half threes. You could get that at minus 127. Uh, makes, right? Not right? attempts. Because he's going to attempt. Yeah, yeah, makes. I think makes. he's going to attempt a of lot course. just because like they minds could be a little tired. So if Tatum shoots 10 threes and hits shoots 10, hits three, that's a 30% clip. That's like below his average. I got to take that. I would take that one. I like my bets on my annoying fringe players, yeah. so I got two of them for you here. You could get Marcus Smart plus 100 over under three and a half rebounds. PJ Tucker plus 174 over under one and a half three pointers made. So he's got to make two. PJ Tucker to make two threes. Marcus Smart to get four rebounds. Wow. Wow. Plus value on both of them. I, I listen. I am I, always I, a sucker like, for PJ yeah, Tucker. Like two PJ threes. Tucker always. You know what my first reaction was. Boy, this is a PJ Tucker series. <laughs> like, like, I know. I feel like I feel like he can always hit two. I feel like I he can always hit two. He's gonna get at least six one, attempts. Cause I, I I could picture him in the in the corner right now shooting that. Take one in the first quarter, one in the fourth, and yeah. I think we're good to go. And I think, yeah, they can leave him open. And Smart just seems to find his way into rebounds. I don't know how or why. I feel like Flop is one. Like that's a good one. See, I don't even. I ain't even modern. Now this is a. I don't like them. I don't like them because I like them. No. I had this problem last year in the finals with the Bucks because I I was searching for someone to hate. I'm like they too likable. I had to try to hate PJ Tucker. I was grasping his shoes. That didn't work. Anyway. Al Horford, I don't see the Al Horford game happening this early, but that's why the value on this one is amazing. Plus 225 for him to get the double-double. Al I don't Horford think it's game happening. is game three when they have an extra day of rest in between. Yeah. Like, that is the Al yes. Horford game. Boston winning game three. Like, just get that out the way. <laughs> and, and Jimmy Butler... Minus one thirteen over under thirty seven and a half points, rebounds, and assists combined. So basically, if he's going to have the bent over the scorers table game that he had in the bubble, so yeah, combined points, rebounds, and assists, complete game from Jimmy. That's twenty five seven and seven. That's tough, right? Yeah, that's tough. That's that's a good ass game. Basically, it's the same. Is Jimmy yeah. Butler gonna have a good ass game? It's tough. I, I, I got, I I got go, a couple hours to think about it. I got until suggestions. I think, I think this first game is going to be about Tyler Hero. I, yes, yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Summon it. Summon it. Listen, I am so happy to get back yeah. to just rooting for Kentucky players. Yeah. Yes, let's go. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Yeah, because all right, you want to move on to the? Yeah. They did make. They, they did, did make they noise. Did make noise. Like, we already I, covered it. They, they, I, we already covered. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's go to the West. And speaking of players I ain't even mad at, like, the Suns just got the worst cutass I have seen in playoff history. I think one time I saw, like, I saw the Mavs beat the Lakers like that in one elimination game. And I think I saw the Bulls beat Utah like that one time. They had 60-something. 
but it was probably the worst cut ass I've seen in recent memory. And I ain't even mad at Luca because I'm just amazed at how good he is. Like, I really like Luca. So I don't have anybody in this series to hate, even though I'll, I'll say it openly. I'm rooting for the Warriors to win. I think the Warriors are going to win yeah. in six. I I'll be honest with you. I, um, I liked, I, I've always liked Steph. I've always liked the Warriors. So, like, I'll be rooting for the Warriors too. Yeah. Do I think they can win? No. Just because, like, I watch, like, that, something about that Grizzly series was, was just like, they will have it. I think the Warriors and the Bucks are destined for the finals next year after the Warriors get a center. And if the Bucks are healthy, like, I think they are going to run through the league, both of those teams, coming in the second year. But this year? You ain't, you ain't, you ain't hear Dylan Brooks say the Grizzlies always <laughs> coming? He don't even know. He don't even know if he can beat Boston. Then next, you can tell me Dylan Brooks trying to become the media. No, that man just crazy. He tell no. Dylan Brooks tells Steph there's a dynasty. You see? Imagine how confused Steph was hearing that. Like I, I imagine Steph asking him, "What? Like, could you repeat that again?" Because how? How are you? he legitimately thinks Dylan Brooks is crazy? Yeah. Like he don't think that's talking shit. He so that's I, I, I've wrong. been like waffling that might be. be like maybe the Grizzlies was just like a particularly bad matchup for the Warriors. And, I um, think it was, but like all I have honestly in the Warriors is hope. I do not have like any kind of factual belief that they are going to somehow gonna be able to s- slow Luca down. That that when Maxi Kleber is on the floor and then the Mavericks are just gonna be like. Five out screen, kick it to the corner, shoot. Like, could they win those games? I've seen the Warriors throw away a bunch of games. And, like, when you get into them, like, late game situations with Luka, that is better than Ja Morant late game situation. I can tell you that now. <laughs> and, like, I, I, right. offensively, this is a different beast. They aren't as good defensively as, as the Grizzlies, obviously. But, um, they are on a heater and it, Listen, you listen to this, you like sports. You watch sports movies. You know what happens when the confidence starts to build. And when the confidence starts to build, teams get better than their actual ability. And that might be happening with the Mavericks right oh. now. <laughs> like, you have to be aware. Luka has Luca has all of them yeah. exceeding their ability right now. Like, Luka himself is buoying all that. I will say this. I'm, I have a bit of trepidation because I feel like the most important player for the Warriors in this series may be Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. But I, yeah, no. I know. You see how you went? That's what I'm thinking. Because there has to be another guy. Like, the way, the easiest way to break down what the Mavericks do defensively, you have to be able to do the same shit that they do. You need several players that can score off the dribble. They're playing you straight up. Like, the the... Other than Devin Booker, who they were blitzing, they were playing the Suns man-to-man. Which means the Warriors are going to need people that can get their own shot off the dribble. Andrew Wiggins is going to have to be that guy that can get it off the dribble. And I don't think he has a particularly tough matchup. Whether whether it's... And a lot was made about Bullock's defense on Book in Game 6 he and just 7. Break, he got, he was down. I still say Andrew... He's Kentucky. Boy, that's the thing that would have me worried. Kentucky is not having a good run. We ain't do, yeah, we ain't, it's, it's not, not a good, good playoff right now. 
it's kind, it's kind, it's kind of wor- it's kind of worrisome in terms of recruiting. But yeah, dog, I think Andrew Wiggins is gonna have to be it. Cause look, Clay gonna have Clay is going to have them games, and then there are times and Clay is not going to be there because let let's 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 put everything out there on the table. This is his first year back after being off from like two and a half. So Clay is going to be up and down at times. Steph has not shot it great in the second half of the year. We know that. Doesn't matter right now. Absolutely fucking not. No, it, it, it does not matter. It don't right matter right now. now. Still, I, I kind of wonder still Steph about... That's still Steph How can we put this? I kind of wonder about where, like, analytics basketball is going. And don't worry. I, I, I could land this plane. Because what would happen if Clay was to play every other game and took a game off for rest because he's still coming back, right? And there was a lot of people made this point about Joel Embiid in the Miami Heat series. Like, why Joel Embiid go into Miami and play game five? Why didn't he just stay in Philly, wait for game six, rest up, coming back off injury? And the thing with the Warriors is that, and I'm not saying don't play Clay at all, but, like, reduce the minutes and up the Jordan Poole minutes in those games. So, because, yeah. And then in the other games, you play Clay more minutes because, like, maybe you have a fresher Clay. Like, there's... Obviously, this is because Clay is coming uh, coming back from injury, and next year he will be better. For people to don't think that Clay will be better next year, I think is like that's kind of ridiculous. Like this is that's what ridic- happens. That's he ridiculous. Was that's for ridiculous. Two consecutive seasons, and is still able to turn in a, gl- a game six Clay performance. So that that like warmed my heart watching Clay do that shit. Not gonna lie, but. Uh, no, his IG yeah. post the next yeah. day. So my just like, yo, I, I still here. This is why, like, I want the Warriors to do this. But, like, can they? And I want the team I root for to surprise I need- me. Because I don't believe yet that they could just, like, run rough shot. I, I done doubting the Mavs. No, no, no. I, th- I Yeah. I said six. Like, yeah. that's not running rough shot. That's one game away from going yeah. the maximum yeah. the series can go. Like, I think they're going to lose twice. I do want more Kaminga, though. Because what Kaminga brings to the table for this team is something that you you need that one guy that hasn't been a part of all the success, but is so exuberant and doing all the little energy things because he wants to be a part of that. Like, he wants to get there. Kaminga was in high school watching them win titles and run through everybody. You think he didn't want to be a part of that? And when he gets a chance at it, that's the guy that you need. Kaminga social media Like, what that... and then Jabarat could tweet at him and be like, like someone like kid, like so, like Jabarat is twelve and he calling someone else a kid. No, no, no. But like we said earlier, you know what he did? Yeah. Check his resume. He said, "You ain't yeah. do enough to talk like that because that's what basketball players do. They yeah. always check dude's resume." If Steph tweeted that, Job wasn't gonna say nothing to Steph, yeah. but he could check Kaminga's resume. Well, yeah, I that's what they do. Oh, we I didn't yeah, yeah, I, cool. I didn't even give the lines for this. Hold on. Uh Warriors are Warriors are favored by five in game one. Uh minus one twelve for those odds. Obviously you get the Mavs at plus five, minus one oh nine for that. Money line, Warriors minus two hundred, Mavs plus one sixty five, over under on this game, two fourteen and a half, minus one twelve for the Warriors side, minus one ten for the Mavs. So five point line for game one. I don't think Vegas is doubting the no, Mavs. Like this is this is more this is more of a home court advantage line than yeah because this is more of a belief in Golden this State. Still says it's that they still think- saying we just saw what happened with the Grizzlies and we believe that the best player in the series is Luca, not Steph. 
Yeah. I, it's tough. It's tough to argue that right now. And Steph's legacy is the only thing propping that up. Hold but on, wait, wait. I, 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 I don't one, even think you can thing. argue. I love COVID. I, how long has it been? Like, did it? Didn't he? He didn't get like the Trump or Nick Saban version. He's still getting like the COVID. old school one. Like the two weeks. Rich the COVID two weeks one like for a little bit. Like two weeks in it. Trump and Saban had it for two days. Okay, I, I see. I see. I think. Okay, see her stop. Back. Yeah. So yesterday, Warriors quoted. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah Rich COVID. Rich yeah, COVID. Yeah, a couple of games. Because boy, okay, I mean, how can he not catch COVID? <laughs> not about nothing bad <laughs> but just like be away well, from the team for a little. I mean, he has a fate worse than that. He go into coach the Kings next year. Like so. remember when people There's would that. like criticize Steve Kerr for like not hunting people on offense, not. Um, not being like flexible enough, boy. All that out the window now. Now everyone's just like, wait, we love Steve Kerr. We can't go wrong because we just watched that. I mean, how how do you how do you not? All right, yeah. let's get to some of these props. Um, and usually, usually triple double odds are ridiculous for everyone else except Luca. You could get Luca plus three fifty on a triple double. I actually like that because I play. And if the Suns were at least somewhat competent, Luca would have gotten a triple double last game. Like I, I played that, I put money on that one, and he was a few assists shy and didn't even have to play the fourth quarter. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith plus one twenty-five over under two and a half three pointers made. If they're gonna be in the game, I think. I mean, he's gonna have one of those DFS games. Right? Hey, you, you had, okay, had, I really had enjoyed it. You tried to uh, like cool up Finney-Smith. Finney Smith sound like a character and a Victorian. People, people been saying DMS. Show. He in downtown Abbey. Finney no, Smith. but but no, no, but when whenever because Twitter is limited characters. So if you're tweeting about him, and this was especially in the game where he had the eight threes, you got to put DFS because ain't nobody typing out Dorian Finney Smith. Otherwise, you just call him Smith. Jalen Brunson over under on 19 and a half over, points. Over. You can now, get minus 112 on that. I have seen those are the three props that Jordan I like Poole for Poole Dallas. Boy, no way. Boy, no way. <laughs> this is why I think Andrew, this is why I think Andrew Wiggins uh, is going to be important though because who's the Warriors' Boy, best no perimeter way. defender? I, what son? Because <laughs> this ain't 100 percent clay. Who is the Dream Warriors' best Green. perimeter defender? He is so happy he don't have to deal yeah. with Aiton. I mean, because I mean, who's he having to deal with in this series? What Phoenix is gonna do? What, 